At American University, we don't just hope for change, we create it. We don't just dream of a better world, we make it a reality. With a graduate degree from AU, you'll access expert faculty and connections throughout DC to develop skills and experience to turn your passion into purpose. And that purpose can make all the difference in your career. Discover the difference a degree makes at American.edu slash grad school. Yo, 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 what's going on, ladies and gentlemen? This is Omar Lewis representing the North. And uh, after a little bit of a hiatus, we are back with another episode of the Show Lab Producer Podcast. Um, today, we got a special guest, uh, t- excuse me, featured on today's show. Uh, we got a, a dude by the name of Poetics, or produced by Poetics, uh, I don't know, but I know the dude <laughs> name of Poetics, man, so if you can, man, let the people know, what's up? Um, yeah, what's up? Um, I'm a producer from Nashville, Tennessee. Um, I originated in Portland, Oregon, moved down here for college. Um, I've done beats for KJ52. Um, Cannon and Surf Gang, Jerry Mana. Um, I've done collaborations with recently Plain James and I dropped the EP called The Reup. Um, I've had features from legends like R Swift and then um, collaborations with like Paris Carriz and a bunch of different people. Been around the block. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I got you, I got you. So ladies and gentlemen, y'all know Poetics be a heavy hitter with these beats. Appreciate you know it. Mean? You know what I mean? So before we get into the interview, man, um there there's a little bit of a question I wanna ask you. I don't know if it's you know, but uh how did you get with Plain James dude and have the time <laughs> set up with him and all that and actually pull this EP off, man, because I'll be honest, as a fan of him, I've seen him at uh, South by Southwest twice, I want to say. No, just once. But I did want to get with him uh, this uh, past South by Southwest and with the Kingdom Experience thing. And I tried reaching sure. out to him, man, and like I was like, yo, like I really want to work with this dude, but he, he's just so hard to get in contact with, man. Like, get a hold yeah. Of him. Uh, so how did that we, even, <laughs> how did you even pull it, that off? It was kind of like a weird thing where I had done collaborations with a few different people that he's like around and um, I don't remember specifically when he first followed me but it was like I was posting something I think it was the track I did with Big Ye a while back uh, Rapzilla posted about it on their Instagram and then Plain James followed me and then like messaged me and real quick, I was like, okay, I need to get his number. So <laughs> so then I got his actual cell number and then we've talked through that. And the project itself actually came out super quick um, because I had two beats on his slum mixtape thing that he did, he did a little while ago. Um, I had sent him two beats for that and told him just like, just use them do your thing we'll link up on some more stuff in the future and then he used those um and then after that he was just like i was talking to him and i was like bro we should do like an ep 
I think we got like super different fan bases, but together they could like hybrid pretty smoothly. And um, so then he hit me back and he was like, yeah, I'm down. So it ended up being, I ended up sending like, I think it was only like six beats and he just picked the four out of them, knocked them all out in like a week. And then we just set it up for a distribution right after that. Got it up like a month later. I had it like two singles lined up at the time. So we did it after that and we got a lot of love for it. So <laughs> man, it, it, that's so crazy to me, man, because like I'm trying to I'm trying to get with this dude. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and yeah. You got with him in a week. Maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe playing James just doesn't like his Spanish. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Kusabe, like, you know what I'm saying? Maybe he, he just doesn't like me. I don't know what. But <laughs> nah, I'm just playing. Yo, playing James, what's up, man? If you're listening, uh, hope you're doing good, man. Uh, keep going. Um, and uh, congrats on the uh, history move, if I'm not mistaken. The, he got onto this history music group thing. I saw it on, like, Instagram or something. But yeah. Anyway, yeah, and uh, when, when, excuse me, the, to anybody listening to this podcast, if you haven't checked out Poetics and his beats, and also uh, an artist by the name of Plain James, you should d- definitely uh, check them out. They uh, they got some dope stuff out there. So um, <clears throat> now that you know, now that we kind of got that out of the way, out of my curiosity, I was kind of you know, so a little selfish <laughs> there. So we know you by Poetics. You already name dropped like who you you know happen to produce for or work with. Um, but like who is poetics man like could you tell the the readers or not the readers sorry I'm using this thing here. Uh, <laughs> not the readers but the listeners or whomever be you know checking out this podcast man who are you and uh, what you do um you mean more from like a music standpoint or just like a holistic view like on, on the regular man like you know do you work a day job and then like um we, we, I, I mean we know you do music but if you if you also like engineer do anything else like what's up i mean i graduated college this may after um, doing four years at treveca um down here in nashville and um i work uh 30 about between 30 to 40 hours a week um at starbucks i mean it's not much but chef in them lattes you know and um yeah so i do that and do music on the side for money and um just to kind of build the name build a i feel like i've done a pretty good job so far about kind of building a brand around the stuff i do so people can expect like a certain amount of stuff in my music but um yeah just kind of i don't i don't really know what else to say for that <laughs> all right, all right but play a lot of video games <laughs> dope, dope. so two things man if i'm ever down there man y'all, you gotta hook me up with a vanilla bean frappe <laughs> got you bro yeah man with them chocolate chips because you know it's so delicious and then you know, what, what kind of video what, games <laughs> What kind of, like what kind of frappuccino? <laughs> yeah, man, that frappuccino. This this girl at my work or where I used to work over here, she was like, I, "See, in the north, man, we got this thing called Tim Hortons. It's kind of yeah. like the uh, 
the Dunkin' Donuts of America. So it's kind of different. We don't <laughs> we don't have a lot of American things like that. So like I want to say maybe yeah. in the late 2010s or whatever is when we first started seeing like Starbucks. At least where I'm from. I know in Toronto they had it like ages ago, but you know where I'm from, it's not like that. But um, yeah, man. So it's like we, you know, just to get on it and have that Starbucks, man, that frappuccino life. I like that. For sure, for sure. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, video games, man. What, what you into? Are you like old school gamer? Or are you like the new stuff, or what's up? Um, I'm more like old school, but I play pretty much everything. Um, I got a PlayStation One, a GameCube, 360, Xbox One, and then I play like all kinds of old stuff on this little box thing that I bought online. <laughs> But, um, yeah, like all the old SNES, NES, Sega Genesis, all that kind of stuff. Oh, wow. That's crazy. Yeah. I play, I play, I, well, I try to play video games, but between work and music stuff, I don't get to play as much as I would like. <laughs> yeah, man, I was going to say, man, like video games, um, like it's, it's dope to, you know, play and all that, but as soon as responsibilities and your passions come in, you know, I got a PS4, man. It's like a Netflix and a, a YouTube box. Yeah. I, think, I think I was so excited to get Final Fantasy 15, man. But then, like, I'm like, how do you even play this? And I'm looking at the screen all weird. And I'm like, what? Yeah. What is this? And just like, this take, is a completely different game. Yeah, man. Just to take the time to try to, like, play it. I'm like, nah, it's too much. It's too complicated. <laughs> I feel you, bro. So going, going back into the music, man, how, how long have you been, uh, you know, producing for? When did you get started? Um, I started producing about, I think now it was about three years ago. Um, before that, I used to rap, and then I really sucked at rapping. <laughs> <laughs> like I was real trash, like stereotypical, like recording verses on the phone. And then just like turning them up to try to match the sound of the beat. Um, and then I kind of reached a point where I was like, it was like early college where I was like, I'm broke. So I can't, I'm like, I'm a college student, so I can't afford beats. So I started making my own beats. And then I realized like I had a little bit of a niche for that. And then, um, so after that, I, um, had a moment where I was like trying to kind of get God to lead me where he wanted me to go. So I told him I'm going to release two songs. Like I, I had a ton of things telling me that music was the route to go, but I had, I was like, I'm going to release two songs, put the same amount of marketing dollars in each one. And one of them is going to be a production song that I produce and get people to feature on. The other one's gonna be a song of me rapping, and I'm just gonna release them. And which either one gets traction, if they either of them get traction, I'm gonna go that route and take it 100%. So I released a song that got about 100 plays of me rapping, and then I released one that I produced that got, I think now it's at 14,000 or something like that. And, um, that was my first feature on Rapzilla. That was my first feature on Track Stars. 
and all that stuff. So then I was like, okay, this seems to be where I'm supposed to go now. So maybe I should just put all the chips in there. <laughs> and uh, about a few months after that, I was interning at Reflection Music Group and um, got, after a while, I had done merch for them at a bunch of different shows and different stuff like that. And I was building with Canon and he kind of took me under his wing a little bit, took me, taught me some mixing techniques and production techniques and um, listened to a lot of crappy beats back then. <laughs> man, all, of our, all of our beats in the beginning, man, from a premiere to, a, I want to say, even a Marvel yeah. to a Tony Stone to a, maybe a G Styles or Gavi, man, anybody, man. I think we all can agree we started off with crappy beats. <laughs> yeah, well, that's just how it is. You need, like, especially when you're early in the scene, you need somebody to tell you that the beats are trash when they are. <laughs> oh yeah, because oh yeah. At the time, I was like trying to send stuff to people and then like I wasn't getting any response and I'm like, why aren't they responding? Like, I work so hard on this. And then it finally took someone telling me like, bro, this is trash. You got you got like, So then I was like, okay. And then I took a bunch of tips. It's like almost, and then now I've gotten to the point where it's like, I'm having people hit me back and say like, didn't you message me like a year ago? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I was a different person back then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, That's kind of how it's been. Hey, um, I think we all had that kind of heart to heart where somebody was like, nah, man, your, your beat is just crappy or trash. <laughs> yeah. I remember my brother in the very early beginnings of you know producing and all that, he was like, man, Trying to make no video game music. <laughs> that try, sounds like that sounds like Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, nah, nah, I gotta switch it up. I gotta do something. So. But that's I good. Feel. That's good. So it, it to me is crazy that someone like Canon and the folks at RMG were uh, you know pretty cool and gracious enough to be like, hey, this, this, and the third. Um, I yeah, think sure. I think it's always to, to someone's benefit, like. If you're coming up, if there's an OG around or somebody to take uh, ourselves or take them under their wing and be like, hey, man, this is what you got to do, do this and do that. So uh, shouts yeah. out to Cannon, to the RMG squad. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with this lady. Um, I think her name is Risha. Oh, yeah. I know yeah. Risha. Risha, I forgot her last Chesterfield? Chesterfield. Yeah. Uh, oh, big <laughs> yeah, big ups to you, Risha, if you're listening. Um, and um, what's it called? Yeah, all the folks at RMG, Derek Minor, or Pro. Uh, but uh, yeah, man, so that's that's really cool, man. Um, I also want to give yeah, a big shout out to my people. yeah. I want to give a shout out to my man Marv too, Marv from Obese. He was that guy for me, or he still is actually. But uh, so you went from you know wanting to rap and then ultimately becoming a producer because you know you had the, the more plays and all that. Um, mm -hmm. So. With that said, man, like, what would be, like, your influences in terms of, like, production and what kind of gear uh, you started out with or have currently in the studio? Gotcha. Um, I would say from a inspiration standpoint, that's crazy. Um, my biggest inspiration, well, like, from a Christian hip-hop standpoint, 
my first influences in CHH were I got copies early on of Lecrae's After the Music Stops and then KJ52's Collaborations album. And those were like my two first like Christian hip hop um, albums. But before that, I was bumping um, Biggie, um, the old Tupac, early Eminem, 50 Cent, all that stuff when I was pretty young. And then as I got older, I got more into like, like I had a phase. I feel like everyone has this phase where they're like, I'm only gonna listen to super, super lyrical hip hop. (laughs) (laughs) So back then it was like Chino XL, uh, Big Pun, all those Team Backpack guys. I actually did some collaborations with a few of the people on Team Backpack back when I rapped. And it was it was funny because I would like buy a verse from him and I was like, I paid like 200 bucks for this verse and the beat I got for like $10 on SoundClick. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> on my phone. And I was like, why did, in my head, I'm like, now looking back at it, I'm like, why didn't I buy a mic? <laughs> like, why didn't I buy the, the feature? Like I had features, do you know Team Backpack very well? Um, it rings a bell, but I, I'm gonna say I'm not so familiar with them. Gotcha, yeah. I I did a lot of stuff with a few of those guys back in the day. But bro, it's crazy looking back. But um, after that, I kind of got out of that phase of listening to like super lyrical stuff. And then it was more into like the, where I am now, which is a lot more of the, as I got more into production, I listened to more popular stuff. So like I, a lot of people don't like that I do, but I listen to even like Gucci Mane, um, Two Chains, Kanye. Kanye is one. I low key love Two Chains. <laughs> I get so much flack for a lot of the people I listen to around my peers. I'll even pump like um, little pump stuff like that sometimes now, just because I'm trying to like branch out with the production and get into new sounds and stuff like that. But then I also listen to like a lot of Outkast, um, a lot of the early ATL sound stuff, like Outkast, uh, Goody Mob, um, old CeeLo Green, his first few albums were crazy. Like he was leagues ahead of his competition back then. Um, I can't really think of who else would be like my biggest influences. 2008, Lil Wayne. <laughs> Just because it was crazy to me, more for him, more than the music standpoint, was just the the inspiration from the grind, like that he could record hundreds of songs during a year and be in a studio for like three days straight and make 20 songs. Like, that's crazy to me. Oh, yeah. Most definitely. Um... So I, I understand like the musical aspect in that kind of way. I mean, you went from like early 2000s, late 90s rap 
uh, to certain coast kind of sounds and all that, but uh, mm-hmm. more specifically producers. Like if you had to name a few in terms of influence, who do you got? For sure. Um, number one would probably be Zaytoven. Mm-hmm. I love everything Zaytoven does. Um, London on the track is crazy. He's got like those crazy hi-hats and samples and stuff. Um, I listened to, back in the day, I listened to a lot of Premiere. Um, over the past few years, it's been a lot of Gavi. Like from like Trip Lee's um, Rise album and stuff. Like I met him a while ago at a show and I was like, bro, how do you do the stuff you do? And, <laughs> Like, didn't understand it and I was like yeah I'm a producer and it's crazy what you do <laughs> and he was just kind of like cracking up but um yeah Zaytoven London on the track um Ninth Wonder I'm trying to think who else off the top of my head recently I've been listening to a lot of like the guys producing for like the underground, like um, Ronnie J, um, Big Head, G Neils. They're kind of the guys doing that like distorted type stuff. Um, I can't really think of any others off the top of my head. So good. That's wide. <laughs> That's a wide spectrum of like you know influence. I mean, you name Premier to a ninth, and then Zaytoven and all that. So it's covering a lot of sounds and bases. Uh, so yeah. the the equipment, you know, what was what's in, what's yeah. in the uh, studio, man? What kind of like uh, gear you got? What you working with? Um, I got a Akai Mini MPK that I use for. Um, when I'm trying to do more dynamic, like piano stuff, um, just cause it's like, it's got the dynamics, it's got the different um, things to turn for using different filters and effects. Um, and then below that, I got a giant, oh, what brand is this? A giant Yamaha that's um, five octaves. And I use that more for like when I'm just trying to come up with chord progressions because I like to do a lot of weird chord progressions. So it's good to like get the variety in there. But I use uh, FL Studio. I still have FL 11. Oh, I don't want to upgrade. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm actually still using FL 11 too. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> really? That's funny. I, I saw something online um, about like uh, real underground producers still use FL11, and I was like, <laughs> ah. "Are you serious? <laughs> Come on, man!" But um, recently, I've been doing Nexus, and um, I use Nexus a good amount. Um, oh, what was the name of the other one I've been using? Probably like Atmosphere. No. Um, expand. I got expand recently for really cheap. 
So I've been using that a lot. It was actually like 10 bucks. And then um, Serum, and that's pretty much it. Just kind of those three plugins. I use a lot of different um, custom sounds I create with Serum and um, Expand, because you can, especially with Expand, you can create some crazy layers. Uh, putting because you can do like four different sounds on top of each other through the one plug and that's where I get a lot of my flute flips too. Oh snap. Yo, it sounds like Poetis got the sauce with the sounds. <laughs> and then I also use splice. <laughs> Which every once in a while I Recently, I've been feeling guilty using Splice, so I've been trying not to because I'll like sell a beat to someone and then later I'll hear the same sample used from Splice in like a popular artist song and I'm just like, crap. <laughs> they hey. beat me too. I, I used it first, but they used it better. Like, <laughs> I mean, that, that's the thing though when it comes to samples. It's like, well, actually that, that's the thing about music too where like let's just say for example um you can have a like on your shirt that i see you you can have a, a fan of led zeppelin who's also a fan of john coltrane so it's, yeah. it's everybody's interpretation of things you know what i'm saying so that's why we have music because if music sounded all the same man it'd just be boring you know we need a poetics we need a ninth we need a you know a d free you know all, yeah, all the variety of hip hop. Exactly, that just makes it what it is. So, I would, in, in my perspective, I wouldn't feel guilty in that way. I just gave you my interpretation because that's what you came to me for anyway. Yeah, so, it's all. Good. I've used um, a few different times, like little loops from Splice, and then like I chop it up. But then I'll hear like uh, there was a No Big Deal song with uh, Futuristic. And um, I talked to Kevmo about it because he used the same loop for that song. And I was like, ah, now if anyone hears this, they're going to think I got it from that. <laughs> but it's like, we know what it is. <laughs> Word, shout out to Kevmo. If I'm not mistaken, he's a producer too, right? He's done stuff with like Alex yeah. Faith and whatnot. Yeah, he works, he works with Alex Faith, um, Swoop few of those other guys he did that all the time beat for swoop word, word. All right. so you know you kind of explain a little bit of you know in terms of creating new sounds and stuff but like if you're creating a track like what's your process what, what do you go through you gotta get like a coffee ready and then like have oh, like, lights in your room and stuff like that or what's good <laughs> <laughs> um recently it's been a lot of like um I'll pick like a movie or something to like have in the background as like I'm trying to capture that vibe kind of thing. So if I'm trying to make like dark beats for someone, I'll put like Friday the 13th or it <laughs> and I'll put that on the TV and I'll get play that. Like while I'm like, while I'm making a beat, I got earbuds in and I'm just like trying to make it around that. If I'm trying to do something more weird, I'll do like a 
Um, like a let, I'll do play like on like my YouTube app on the TV, like a let's play of like someone playing like a Nintendo 64 game or something. Just it helps me come up with those weird things, you know. Yep, that's right. but, uh, then I usually come up with either a melody or like chords first. I usually either make like the melody and then the chord, like based around the melody, or I'll do the chords, then the melody, and then come up with the kick and snare pattern, and then move the hi-hats around that, and then bring in the 808, and then some percussion here and there, but um, then just kind of some fi final touches, like cymbal crashes, transitions stuff like that but i try not to overthink it too much um i've watched so many videos of like some of the most like popping producers right now one of them was from zaytoven he did a thing where he was it was one of those like make a beat in 10 minute videos and he made the beat in five minutes and 50 seconds and it was like it was like a guaranteed like hit and it was like it was crazy because it was like he was talking about it. And he was like, "Yeah, most of my biggest beats I've made for artists, I made in six, seven minutes." And I'm just like, "I can't be spending like three hours on a beat. <laughs> it's not worth it at that point for me, in my opinion." But I mean, there's room for that, and there, I believe there's room for people that spend several hours on a beat and there's room for people that spend 15 minutes on a beat like you got dr dre and timbaland who spent sometimes days on one beat and then you got um zaytoven who can pop out a beat in six minutes <laughs> like it's crazy yeah yeah real real um real crazy to know like that kind of thing actually happens in real life yeah where you because this is the thing when you get a dre beat it's way different than when you get a zaytoven beat you know what i mean so yeah it's two different kind of like demographics to a degree but it's two different sounds anyway for sure yeah yeah man so like i was saying um it's it's crazy how like how you were saying like i can't be spending like three hours over this track here creating it but then you hear stories about magic happening in like six minutes so again yeah. man, it's two different demographics two different things man and like I, it really all depends on the producer and also what the artist is wanting you know what i mean yeah. you know what i mean because yeah. like in, in six minutes let's just say for your average dude man that might be a crappy beat in six minutes or for someone like yeah. zaytoven that's six minutes of amazement of like just pure amazing like music yeah for sure so yeah man and then uh you know you in the very beginning like name dropped a whole bunch of artists like you know you were fortunate to work with man so out of all those men what would be your top three most favorite kind of like situations where you had to work with kj or canon like yeah, or sure. your favorite three tracks you produced um the craziest moment for me was definitely the kj song um because it was like it was one of those moments where like everything was kind of coming full circle 
because I was like stressing out because I was almost done with college. And I was like, I don't have like much happening really. Like that's how I felt at the moment. I was like, I don't have enough like happening for me currently to where I'll be able to spend a lot of time on music um, and be able to kind of justify it. And then it was crazy because like I was talking with KJ and I sent him the tracks and then he picked one and we were rolling with it. And it was like a super quick thing too. And uh, he told me at the moment, cause he was gonna release Jonah part two. And then he was like, I'm gonna postpone the album a week so that I can record this song and put it on the project. And I was like, are you like, what? <laughs> I was like amazed by that. And then he was like, yeah, I'm getting canon on it too. And I was like, it was one of those moments where I was like, bro, like that's crazy that it's like these two artists that I know from like different circles coming together on this one song that I happen to be involved in. And it was like, that was because KJ, I had been listening to him since I think it was like sixth grade or fifth grade when I first heard collaborations. And um, it was just crazy to have like that moment of like, it was very reassuring to have an artist that I respected so much be able to respond and go out of his way to make a thing we're working on together come to life and it was super quick just amazing to see it be done and then um kind of a battle for two or three because uh nino brown's definitely in there as the one i did for canon because i was like a very um in the studio created it everything gelled together the vibe was super cool because um, we've had several studio sessions like working on different stuff that was like the first thing that like we both gelled together really nicely and were able to just make something um, crazy and different than what we were both doing at the time because it was a lot more chill than what I was doing and it was a lot more like I want to say like almost like ignorant than he was doing because <laughs> he was like he was like at the time like i want to make these songs with like 15 layers of chords i know right he was like <laughs> oh my god it was hilarious i'm sorry <laughs> oh yeah you get uh he was like i want to like all the songs he was working on were like these pop like more poppy um like tons of layers of stuff and that beat was like very skeletal so it was like it was just cool to kind of let loose it was funny though because i played the beat for him and then the next studio session i came in to kick it with him he played me the song with the hook on it and it was called nino brown and he was like he played it for me and i was like that's dope don't know who nino brown is but it's dope <laughs> then he was like, you don't know who Dino Brown is? And he's like flipping out at me. And then he forced me to watch the movie um, that Nino Brown was from, which now I can't remember off the top of my head. But, uh, 
Ladies and gentlemen, if you can see this man cover his face. Yeah. I bet you can listen to this man. He'd be like, man, this dude. <laughs> he, he grilled me real hard for that because I didn't know. And I'm still like trying to remember what it's called. It's the one with iced tea and uh, yeah. <laughs> I can't believe that I did that. Uh, That's jokes. So, yeah, so but you, um, a, you said you had a tie for two and three, or is there a number three? Uh, you got? Yeah, the other one would be um, the vibes song that I did for Surf Gang and DeAndre, who was on that too. And I that was just because that was like my first song to that I produced for someone to pass like 50,000. And it was like the first thing where I started to get people hitting me back saying, like, I heard that song you did for so like that was the first um, track I produced for someone that was like that, and I still get people saying like, um, "Oh yeah, which one did you produce for Surf Gang?" And then I tell them it was that one, and they're like, "Oh, I love that joint." But um, yeah, and that was the first song I ever produced for someone too that they did a video for, oh, which was okay. so that was another thing was. It was the first video on Rapzilla's YouTube of something I produced for someone. It was the first music video someone's ever shot with one of my beats. So it was, it was a very like, yeah, I'd say those are the top three because they were all kind of like uh, big moments for me of like, dang, this is really happening. This is a viable option, you know? Dope. <laughs> real dope um so you again you've named a bunch of artists uh, my question is who have you not produced for who you want to produce for <laughs> um oh number one is dayton oh okay. dayton's on the list um we have plans to work soon and i'm really excited about that because i've been wanting to work with him for a while um definitely bizzle Kind of the whole God Over Money squad. Um, yeah, seven. Um, I got stuff in the track and the plans with Illuminate. That's like super banger. One of the craziest beats I've made. Um, who else is up there? Triply. Triply is another one of my buck. Oh, I mean, obviously Triply and Lecrae. They're both up there. Um, hmm. If we're talking like a mainstream, I really want to produce for 21 Savage. <laughs> Just because that delivery, I feel like, would sound really good on one of my beats that, like, I don't know, but no, but no. You know? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 21 Savage, though. No, I'd it's like not 21. 21. 21. I thought I saw some uh, cypher thing where he was like 50 to your face. 40 <laughs> to your face. I don't know what, what he was saying because they're all talking like this. And, you know, but I, I low-key love his music just because it's like something. The beat's just going crazy and he's like so cold sounding. He sounds like he'll mess you up. And not even <laughs> fa not even be phased. He'll just he 
it could just kill you on the spot. Um, trying to think who else off the top of my head. If we're talking Christian hip hop, I'd say Reconciles on that list. Reconcile and Corey Paul. Um, Fizzle. Yeah. <laughs> dope, dope. Alright. <clears throat> so, uh, what can we expect from you in the future, man? I mean, you did mention right now, like, you had some uh, future work with some of these artists, but, like, is there anything else, you know, you do personally, like, maybe your own project or something like that? And I happened to notice on your Instagram profile, man, it said, like, a curator of some sort. Like, what's that um, all yeah. about? I've been working on a few different uh, Spotify playlists for different people. Um, and I've been doing my own. Um, I have a playlist that I've been working on called uh, New School Waves. Um, I've had a few different people involved in helping promote that. I think it's at like 125 followers or something like that. So nothing too crazy. But. Um, yeah, I've got a few different Spotify playlists I've been working on. Uh, music on in the way in the works. Uh, next week, I'm gonna announce this like tomorrow or something. But so at this time, I got a track dropping next week with Vic Sage and Kevmo. That's like a banger, one of the hardest beats I've ever made, and we're kind of dropping it as like a three-person collab single. But this will technically drop after that drops. So, yeah. <laughs> um, stuff in the works with uh, Paris Cariz, GH Poncho, Illuminate. Um, in talks with a lot of people, just kind of trying to do singles all the rest of the year. But, yeah, bro. It's crazy. That's dope. Real dope. Real dope. So... Uh, just uh, another thing man cause like see I wanna say and just looking at you man I think you're kinda like an individual born, born either in the 90s or late 90s <laughs> uh 95 okay okay I was gonna say cause you know about some old school stuff and you may have lived it but then like cause to me I'm still I, I'm I was born in 91 so I'm kinda like borderline 80s and like I remember having the Walkman the CD player yeah, bro. You know, I all that kind of stuff. And, like, it's kind of not weird, but it's it's a little bit of a thing where you got to get used to how people are consuming music and that whole uh, curating um, playlist for, like, Spotify and all that. Like, it's kind of yeah. still a little new to get used to in a way. Yeah, so there's, there's definitely other ways, too, that I've had trouble. Um, well, not trouble, because, I mean, as I've kind of gotten into the music industry more, it's been more recently, like over the past few years. So I've kind of joined with the going into streaming. Um, so it hasn't been too hard. One of the biggest things has been um, people trying to get more into leasing beats than wanting exclusive rights because they're wanting to lease a beat, but then they're like talking and they're like, they just want that because it's cheaper. But it's like, um, then they're like, oh, but I want to get this on Spotify and iTunes. It's like, well, that that's not a lease. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, 
that's a whole separate conversation with that man. yeah and it, it just, but see that's what i'm saying like that's just the thing we're, we're kind of getting to you know what i mean like yeah you used to go to the store and buy a cd a tape a vinyl well people still buy vinyl but like now it's all about okay let me just look this up on my phone and there you go whatever kind of music yeah. you want at your fingertips and it's crazy to me per cent you're not even getting a cent for every like play you get you know yeah. what I'm saying? it takes a while before you even get a dollar and all that so that that's what i'm trying to say like it's just a new transition to like new stuff and yeah like, it's it's just crazy to me that it's actually like a real thing to see like oh it's all about streaming now it's not like album sales or anything like that so yeah it's crazy but it's like once you're taking off that's the thing about it too is um from streaming is you're getting that if you get enough people it's that continuous payout like um i could release an album that takes off this year and it can get a bunch of streams and then in a year if it's still if there's still people streaming it i can still be making revenue off that which is kind of crazy compared to like i could sell an album for 7.99 get paid a bunch of times this month for it but in the long run make more from streaming and people still discovering it like um like there's going to be Spotify playlists in 10 years that are being discovered. Like they're made now, but people are still discovering those playlists 10 years later. And then all of a sudden money starts rolling in again. Man, you think it's going to go that far? <laughs> I, I could, I could see it. I don't I, even know what's going to be like in 10 years. I mean, that's a little bit, a little bit of a scary thought. I mean, yeah. the, the, the last thing our phone needs is to do our laundry. You know what I'm saying? Have you he's heard the, that uh, the iTunes sink. is getting rid of uh, downloads? Downloading. Yeah. Yeah, I heard about that, which is kind of uh, sad because to whoo. me, like i don't know man i don't know if i'm like old school or like but i actually like buying still support in that kind of way don't get me wrong yeah. I, I like streaming because it's like you know you can get the discover and all that in like a faster pace and all but yeah. i'm still of that mindset like i'm gonna pay you for you know your album or whatever and i'm kind of in paying you but not as much when i'm streaming yeah but i just like having the physical thing too man because that's just how i grew up but no, yeah, i totally bro. get you man i totally i still you. i still love getting cds and all that kind of stuff especially when i'm going to like a concert i'll almost always buy a cd from the artist just because i want to support them so it's like I feel like I have to almost. <laughs> it's like oh, I want to feed, a I wanna feed their family. <laughs> you can get a T-shirt or a little bracelet kind of thing, or a, what's McCall? Those uh, <laughs> not a bracelet. The, the those like uh, silicone bands. Yeah, those things. Oh, man, bracelet. My bad. So, anyways, man, poetics. Uh, Man, thank you so much for this, uh, you know, interview with us, man. For the people, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to do this, man. Before we let you go, though, um, please, like, you know, link people to your social media, man. Where can they find you via Facebook or wherever, man? Yeah, for sure. Um, two best places to reach me are Instagram and Twitter. 
um, at P-R-O-D by Poetics. P-R-O-D short for produced. But um, yeah, Twitter, Instagram, email me at chandlersherrellgmail.com if you're looking for that kind of stuff. Or you can PayPal me there. I accept PayPal's. <laughs> uh, I love that's that's even better than emails. <laughs> PayPal's. But yeah, um, mainly Twitter, Instagram is the best way to reach me. Whatever works, though. <laughs> all right, all right. So again, ladies and gentlemen, I don't know what episode we on. But you have been tuning in to the latest episode of the Show Lab Producer Podcast. Uh, big ups to the homie Poetics. Big ups to the homie Mark. And to Producerville and anybody who be listening to this, man. We appreciate y'all. So y'all have a good one. All right, Poetics. We check you later, man. For sure. For sure. Take it easy. Peace.